Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I just got home. I was <laughs> here and there and blah for quite a while. And um, my bright lines have been immaculate and it feels like such a win to me, such a huge win. And I did things differently on this set of trips than I ever have before. And I wanted to share what I did with you because I thought it might be helpful um, for some of you, especially like if you found that you've gone through difficult life circumstances, hello, holidays coming, <laughs> um, and not been able to stick with your bright lines. Or if you have a crystal vase and your bright lines are perfectly intact, and you don't want to juggle with your crystal vase and find it broken, like through whatever, through the holidays, through some travel, through some stressful circumstances. What I'm about to describe to you is um, especially helpful if uh, you know that a tough time is coming, like you know you're about to travel, or you know you're about to have a surgery, or you know that the holidays are coming, or you know that whatever, fill in the blanks, right? Um, so about a month ago, I was looking ahead to the end of September and early October and thinking, holy smoke-a-doodles, how is this going to work? Um, here's what I was facing. Um, my hand, like, got swollen and painful out of the blue and I didn't know why. Um, like, I couldn't really shift my car. Um, because the pressure of the gear shift on my hand hurt. Um, and I was realizing that, um, there was a dietary protocol I've been meaning to try to see how it would interact with my bright line eating journey because it's a healthy thing. And, uh, in particular, it's a, it's a dramatic lowerer of inflammation. And I was thinking about doing this in the past, but I thought, oh, that sounds hard. That sounds complicated. I don't want to bother. I'm too busy. I'm not going to do that. But as soon as my hand became my right hand, the, the hand, my dominant hand, and I'm pretty strongly right hand dominant, um, my hand was hurting. Um, I decided I was going to do five days of this protocol. It's no sugar. It's no flour. It's meals. It's bounded quantities. So it's completely bright line friendly, but it's a completely different set of, um, food quantities and categories than I'm used to. And a completely different way of like, you know, calculating and doing the food that I'm used to. It's like, it's like someone else's plan. And I was thinking about trying it. So anyway, I was going to do it. I was going to do it for five days, but the five, and I was going to start immediately because my hand was non-functional. But then on the sixth day, I had to fly to Brooklyn and I had a concert Thursday night, a concert Friday night and a concert Saturday night with three different friends. Um, I had to work with my writing coach on the second book and um, then fly home. And then I had two days and then I was flying to California and I was going off the grid to a retreat center where the food seemed sketchy at best. And flying back from California historically is a really rough time for me, especially after I've been away for a while, because it's harder to like, have your meals packed for the meals back for the time back, right. And what I found is that if my trip is, you know, discombobulating, uh, that's a really um, prime time for breaking bright lines. So 
I was looking ahead to all this and thinking, okay, really, I'm about to switch up my food plan for five days. And then the very next day, and I didn't know whether big, big time cravings would crop up when I rearranged my food plan like this. Um, I knew that the research showed that it would help my hand, but I didn't know what to expect. Then I'm going to fly to Brooklyn. I have two days back and then I got to turn around and go to California. It just felt really like discombobulating. So here's what I did. I got support. So I talk about the stress bar and the support bar. So I knew my stress would be super high. I just pumped up my support higher. Here's how I did that. I created a private Facebook group. It's actually not that hard to do. If you go into Facebook, you could just create a group. So I created, and it, I, then eventually I turned it secret. So so that's like the status where if, I'll tell you the name of it, you won't even find it in Facebook. It's a secret group. Um, and I called it Susan's Six Challenges <laughs> um, because I identified six stretches of time that I was facing that would be difficult to navigate. The five days where I was going to do this different dietary protocol for my hand, the four days that I'd be in Brooklyn, the two days that I'd be home doing re-entry from my trip to Brooklyn and turning around and trying to pack everything for California. When I landed in California, I had like this weird stretch of time before the retreat started and I didn't really know what I was going to do with my food in between. It was like two days that stretch of time of flying to California and then two days of limbo land, the days of the retreat, and then the time leaving the retreat, flying home and settling back in at home and going through reentry. That's six. So I called it Susan's Six Challenges. You know, in Bright Line Eating, a lot of our support comes from different places. Like if you've done the Bright Line Eating Boot Camp, you've got people that maybe you got close to from your original boot camp house. You might have people you're close to in Bright Lifers. Um, you might have friends or family who do Bright Line Eating. You might have people in a mastermind group, people who've been your buddies and who've become friends. Um, if you've done the Gideon Games, people in the Gideon Games, group one, group two, whatever. Like that's my story. So my... Um, supporters, the people that are like in my inner circle and bright line eating, a few of them are my employees. Some of them are in my mastermind group. Some of them are buddies or old buddies of mine. Some of them were in my first Gideon games group. Some of them are in my second Gideon games group. Um, some of them are just friends and bright lifers that I've met along the way. And what I did was I created a secret group and I dropped them in there <laughs> and I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, I'm about to go through a whopper of a month. Would you be willing to support me? I created this Facebook group where I can post in one place and y'all can know what's going on. And they were like, yeah, heck yeah, I'll do that. And then I posted, I, I did this long post of like, oh my gosh, SOS, I'm about to face the, these series of travels started here at the beginning with this crazy different diet that I'm about to try, which seems insane, except it's medically, it feels medically necessary to see what I can do for my hand. And, um, I posted it in all kinds of different places. Um, and yeah, I got lots of people on board to support me. And then I created a Google sheet, which is like a spreadsheet and it's shareable. So you can get the link to it and send it to other people. I created a Google sheet that where I could track, um, lots of things, my energy, my mood, um, how my, my level of hand pain, 
um, how bright my lines were, how much support I was getting, how much sleep I got the night before, um, any cravings that I was having. Because I wanted to know whether this different dietary protocol that I tried um, would uptick my cravings or hunger levels or anything like that. And I also wanted to track my hand pain and note to myself whether I was getting enough support and so forth. So I created this Google sheet and then I shared it with everybody in that Facebook group. So every night I could track things and they could see. So we'd all be on the same page. Um, and what else did I do? I created a new nightly checklist sheet, which I printed out for my, for each leg of my trip so that I was clear to the, you know, about the behavioral habits that I was going to be accountable for. And, um, the first five days of that dietary protocol went amazingly. And I, I know I'm not telling you what it's about. I'll, I'll share about that on, in a future vlog. That's a whole separate topic. There's science behind it. I'm not going to get into that now. This is about, um, the support that I use to get through a really wickedly difficult time. And I'm, I'm hoping that there might be little nuggets in here that you might be able to use to rally support in advance of a difficult time. But I, I know some of you are thinking, come on, Susan, tell us what that was about. I'm not going to do that here. It's a distraction. So um, it went really well, though. And I was surprised about that. But I had the data of like, oh, how am I doing? My energy tanked like low on day two. Then it rallied. Other than that, no cravings. As a matter of fact, less cravings, which was weird. Um, no real hunger to speak of. And my hand pain went away. Like it just, whooshed, my hand issue cleared up. Amazing. Then as I was leaving to Brooklyn, the day before I asked for someone's help to pack up my food. I planned out all my food in advance of that trip for four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I flew there on a Thursday. I got back on a Sunday night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I asked for someone's help. And I flew to Brooklyn with an extra suitcase, I kid you not, with all of my meals weighed and measured already in the suitcase, like done. And did I think about like, oh, what's going to go bad? Yeah, I did. Like I thought ahead and it was all fine. Like, sorry, but baby carrot sticks don't go bad, you know. Now I, I arrived and I was at an Airbnb. So it was really only a few hours that that food was in my suitcase. And then I put it right in the fridge. And, and it was all labeled. It was like, you know, Thursday dinner with a little sticky note. And then, you know, Friday breakfast, Friday lunch, Friday dinner, little sticky notes with little baggies. It was all in the fridge. And throughout my time, now Brooklyn was emotional and it was intense. And, um, I missed my flight on Thursday and missed the concert on Thursday, had to get rerouted into Newark. Missed the concert entirely. It was a travesty. Like it was it just horrific. Um, I finally got to my Airbnb super late. Um, the concert on Friday night was amazing. That was Paul Simon. Saturday night was Ed Sheeran. But there was some emotional stuff there. The Saturday night concert with Ed Sheeran, um, that friendship was like rocky and we had to have an intense discussion and that was emotional, but my food was perfect because it was weighed and measured already. And all I had to do was like pull Saturday dinner out of the fridge and it was all set. There was nothing to even think about. I came back to Rochester and I had two days to figure out California and um, I asked for help again. And I flew to California with all my food for those weird two days in my suitcase already. So I didn't have to worry about going shopping when I got there or anything like all my food was ready. 
And um, I also then was about to go into this retreat center. So every night I'm posting, like, here's how it's going. I'm updating my Google sheet. I'm sharing the link to it in case people lost track of it. And I'm getting all this support from people who are reaching out to me through text and phone calls and so forth. Like my people, the people that I know and love in Brightline Eating, we all, well, uh, we don't all, but we should, like ideally we all have a posse that we travel with. Now, if you don't have one, it's because you haven't set one up yet. It takes effort. I've put effort into these relationships. These are people that I track, that I love, that I stay in touch with, that I care about, who care about me. And um, this is one of the things about bright line eating. Bright line eating goes best when we stay in connection, whatever that means. Now, it's not obligatory. There's n- there's no gun to anyone's head around here. There's no bright line eating police. And um, there are people who do their bright line eating journey alone. Um that's not my understanding of the way this um, life change is best instantiated. The human connection element is so important. I talk about it here on the vlog a lot because in my estimation, it's like it's the deal. So I just wanted to give you a window into, you know, how this went for me. I got a Bright Lifer's name, um, a referral from one of my besties in that Susan Six Challenges Facebook group. One of her mastermind group people lives in Berkeley. Um, and I'm from the Bay Area. I've got places to stay, but I stayed with her and it was wonderful. I met a new lifelong friend and um, <laughs> that flight was messed up, canceled, delayed, whatever it was. Oh, oh what happened was the first leg was canceled. I don't even remember now. And then the second leg was delayed 11 times. I think it was ridiculous. I got to her house at Berkeley at three in the morning. And all I can say is, thank goodness I had my food prepped. Like my food was set. I, I took it out of the suitcase. I put it into her fridge and it was set. Um, some stuff had leaked. I had to spend the next morning swapping baggies and rinsing stuff in the sink. It was fine. I ate my meals uh, I, I drove up. I was, it was like a three and a half hour drive. By the time I got there, my back was wrecked from the flights, the airports, the delays, and then the driving. Um, my back stayed wrecked for days and I had an incredibly emotional time at the retreat that I was at. Um, I know that I shot a vlog when I got back from this intentional community that I was at in Oregon in August. Well, I was at another one of those events and, um, this time was completely different. Like I was an emotional basket case. My back was wrecked. Um, you know, the friendships that I'd had to sort of rearrange were weighing heavy on my heart. And, um, yeah, it was just a mess. And I didn't eat a single bite off plan. What I did going in there because I, I choose to be almost entirely technology free while I'm at these retreats. They did have some Wi-Fi, but instead of those posts in the Susan Six Challenges Facebook group, those posts were really time intensive and they would hurt my back more because I'd hunch, you know, well, ugh, really bad. So what I did instead was I asked someone to sponsor me if you don't know the term sponsor, it's a, it comes from the 12-step world. And in Bright Line Eating, the way we use it, a sponsor is someone who provides unidirectional support for someone for a period of time. It could be a long-term relationship or it could just be for a period of time. I wanted someone to hold space for me 
without them committing their food to me as well. I wanted it to be unidirectional. I'm going to commit my food to you. And I'm not going to spend any time listening to how you are, basically. Like, you're just going to be supporting me. That's a sponsor. And I asked my current Gideon Games team leader um, to be my sponsor for this period of time. What that would allow me to do is to check in by voice walkie-talkie. There's an app called Voxer that I use. And to just touch a button at any time that worked for me, record a little blip about how I was. My commitment was to do it once a day. And I kept that commitment and let her know how I was doing. And I worked with her in advance to set up my food system during this retreat. We talked at length about what food's going to be provided. How is it going to work? Even down to the point where it was like, I brought a bottle of vinegar. I'm not even kidding. Vinegar in my suitcase. Why? Because if all they had was mixed salad dressings, I don't like those. And I find them unfortunate to weigh and measure because like a tablespoon of vinaigrette, like I like to do a tablespoon of oil and then ample vinegar. I like a lot of vinegar on my salad. And um, I was, since most of my emphasis was going to be eating a big salad for my dinner meal off their salad bar, if they didn't have oil and vinegar as an option, that was going to really mess with my mojo. So I brought a bottle of vinegar. I wrapped it in the sweatshirt that I use for um, my pajamas, you know, and it made it fine. And having that was tremendously helpful. So anyway, I had one point of accountability for that last stretch of time where I was pretty much off the grid. And she knew in advance what the tricky points were, the fact that At a retreat like that, my weakness is that I might decide to stop weighing and measuring because, ah, this is all bright line food. I got this. It's cumbersome to weigh and measure in a buffet line. I'll just eyeball my quantities. Well, for me, eyeball my quantities means this is what I eat the first night. This is what I eat the second night. This is what I eat the third night. And this is what I eat the fourth night. Like my eyeballs just grow over a retreat like that. Um, so. My decision was to weigh and measure, and I knew that the first 48 hours there would set my habits and my automaticity in that new environment. So she and I checked in a little extra at the beginning, like, are you weighing your food? Yes, I'm weighing my food. And then I was pretty much cruising along, good to go. I checked in with her every day. And then the other touch point was, how was I setting up my meals for the flight home? And I was super mindful about it. I actually packed my grain and my protein, a little bag of grain and a, you know, two ounce baggie and nuts back in Rochester before I even left because those things would keep all the way till the flight home. So all I needed was a fruit serving for my breakfast on the way home. And then I needed to get a dinner and I was able to weigh and measure my dinner off the lunch buffet on the last day of the conference. So I, I messaged my sponsor and I said, look, I'm good to go. I got everything I need. So then when I got back home, I put a long like postmortem post in the Susan six challenges, Facebook group celebrated that I made it and the rest is history. So I've just had maybe one of the most emotional, tumultuous, you know, whatever. I always say that I'm pretty dramatic, (laughs) but I don't know, whatever it was. It was one of, I mean, it, it was a, an emotional 
month, and I didn't eat off plan at all, despite unusually harrowing traveling circumstances. And it's because I'm a bit of a road warrior now. I looked ahead and I actually took the time to create the support bar that would be higher than the stress bar that I knew I was facing. So as we wrap up this vlog and we head into the holidays, I just want to give you a couple of ideas of how this general principle applies to you. It means think about your posse and your running mates, your tribe, your mini core as you do bright line eating, as you go into challenging times. Are they rallied? Are they with you? Are they mobilized? Is there anything you might want to do to like shore up those forces? Do you not have a, a tribe, a posse, a group of running mates? Do you care? Do you want one? There's things you can do. Even if you aren't in Bright Lifers or whatever, you could, for example, sign up for the bootcamp. You just go to brightlineating.com and you go to the Get Started tab. The bootcamp's right there. That gives you an instant tribe, an instant posse. You're plopped into a Facebook group of your cohort and it's on from there. There's other ways too. You want to get the book out of the library and start a weekly reading circle in your neighborhood. There's grassroots ways to do it. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing is think about each thing that's coming up for you and be real with yourself. You know what's going to test your bright lines, right? Like I knew going into this month, oh, if I don't get a lot of support, I'm going to be dead in the water. If I don't think through what am I eating on that flight home, I'm going to be dead in the water. What's that saying? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? So as we all navigate and face, you know, okay, we're about to go into a set of holidays here. I mean, Canadians just went before us, Canadian Thanksgiving. Hope it went well for you, my beloved Canadians. Um, and in America, we've got Halloween and Thanksgiving coming. Um, a lot of the world celebrates Christmas. For a, a lot of the Western world, December is a time of holidays and feasts and on and on and on. Um, and then for a lot of the Gregorian calendar world, New Year's is January 1st. I know that people have different sets of holidays and, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, and I'm, there are so many religions and countries and calendars and cultures. Please forgive me for not mentioning them all here. Um, but there are seasons in every culture, country, and religion that are ripe for special occasions. And for many of us, that time of year is now. And so this vlog is just a message to think about what your challenges are, right? I, I just had Susan's six challenges. So what are our challenges moving into that time and rallying the forces, creating more support, bookending events, one of my favorite techniques, like the the Susan Six Challenges Facebook group and then Google Sheet. And that's technology-based. You might be afraid of that technology. It might be foreign to you. That's okay. Do it old school in the way that works for you. Use the telephone. Use, use tools and strategies that you're familiar with. You don't have to, you know, stretch too much in the technology domain. It's basic stuff. Does someone know what you're facing and are they tracking you? Have you asked for them to track you? That's the key. I, I went out of my way and I asked 15 people to track me 
please, during this time. I, I, I made that request and they showed up for me. And because I had to think it all through, I planned to succeed instead of planning to fail. So that is the weekly vlog. Let's roll into these next few months with our eyes wide open because there are challenges, but we are up to them. Lots of love. I'll see you next week. Bye.